everybody, every brand, whether you're pure fishing and, and the Berkeley and Trilene brands that are, you know, time tested or, or Rapala or whomever, all the brands are looking for great content. So, so go bring us some content. You have found yourself somehow at the Fishing Business Podcast, and I'm going to do my best to make sure you don't feel like it was a waste of time today, because I appreciate you investing time in us and listening to this. Today, we have the second part of a two-part episode with John Scrabo. John's president of Lure Lock. Lure Lock is a, is a special tackle box company that has gel technology where they put gel into these tackle boxes so that when you put your tackle in, they don't move around. Your hooks don't get caught up. Your hooks don't get tangled. I think it's safer and it's sure a lot more convenient. Uh, it's, a, it's a really kind of a cutting edge technology. And John has brought this product to market and done a fantastic job in the last three years of growing the Lure Lock brand. John has a long history in the outdoors. He's worked for brands like Realtree uh, Hunting. He worked for Bad Boy Buggies. Uh, he worked for Pradco, which I'm sure you all are familiar with the Pradco brand, Yum and Booyah, and a lot of those brands that fall under Nightingale that fall under the Pradco umbrella. Um, and now, John, and John also worked for Bass. That's how I knew him for Bass when I was was there at Bass. John also worked there, and uh, we were great friends. We are still great friends, and we talk all the time. And I thought it would be great to introduce you guys to him because John, you'll see, John has a different. Uh, take on everything. Uh, he's got a lot of energy, a lot of ideas, very creative and very smart. So we're going to pick up part two of our interview with John Scrabo from Lorelock. Here we go, y'all. When I signed off last week, I told you guys that we were going to continue this conversation with John Scrabo from Lure Lock. I also told you that I had no idea where the conversation would go. Yep. And that's because as you if you saw last week's episode, you know that with John, it can go in, the conversation can go anywhere because his mind goes a million miles an hour and he's always thinking five steps ahead of everybody else. And um and I, you know, also, John, I have to say that you are um, easily distracted. You know, Joe Higgins, the late and great Joe Higgins, our dear friend, who is vice president of Bassmaster. He said, Scrabo, you told me um, uh, prescribed ADD. Back in your day, it was ADDDDDD. <laughs> but I said to Joe, Joe, all the bright individuals in the world, all the creative types have some sort of ADD impulsive disorder or whatever you want to call it. So. No, I agree. That's I'm the same I, way. People good. say all the time that people always warn me that I, I'm going to, I'd have too much on my plate or, I, and I'm like, I like having a lot on my plate. I like being able to kind of go from one thing to another. It, it just keeps me, I get bored easy, I guess. Me too. I call it multitasking. Right? Yep. Same thing. Same thing. Um, so, okay. So you've had a lot of different roles. We talked about that last week. You've had a lot of different roles in the outdoors. If you were a person starting out, like if your son right now said, Hey, I, you know, I really want to work in the outdoor industry. Um, and you wanted a career somehow, what would you recommend if you were, if you were doing it, what would you do different this time? Or what would you do? What would you start out trying to do? Yeah, I would say, you know, back in the day when I had, when I owned an advertising agency back then we could do, you know, 
catalogs and 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 creative uh, designs and public relations and you know a lot of the agencies back in the 90s it was like a one-stop shop right you did the media buying you did it all right uh, event marketing not today i've i've got like five or six agencies i i picked the best of the best right i got the best pr agency the best creative the best website developers and social media guys you know what i mean and yeah. um so so what i would tell somebody starting out is is find something that you're really passionate about and that you're really good at because you can't be all things to everybody. Find right. that one thing and, and go narrow and go deep. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so what I, what I would tell Jordan, my 15 year old is everybody, every brand, whether you're pure fishing and, and the Berkeley and Trilene brands that are, you know, time tested or, or Rapala or whomever, all the brands are looking for great content so, so go bring us some content, bring us right. a, a social media platform in which, you know, we you can share the lure lock story to, to your, you know, 50,000 friends, hopefully most all are fishermen or give us some A plus YouTube content that we can then push out to our platforms. Right. Right. That, that, that's where I would start. I see. I agree with that. Now, and, and, you know, some people say, say, well, I don't feel like I'm good at video. Um, and and I'm, interested, I'm eager to hear what you would say to that. But my, my take is always that, you know, you're, you, you may not think you're good, but there's somebody out there that wants to hear what you have to say, and they want to hear it from someone like you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, Angie, we talked about the first segment, newspaper. That's mm-hmm. where everybody got their information. That, and then television, the nightly news, whatever. And, and, and fishing and hunting content on television with the Outdoor Channel and ESPN2, remember those days? Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fishing honey shows. There's still some really good hunting and fishing shows, but people are getting their content in other areas, right? They're getting off, off of YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and, and wherever else, right? So, so um, what I would say is, 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 is that is evolving. Where people are getting their information is continuing to evolve. I think the most important common thread, regardless of your platform, whether it's event marketing, television, print, even radio, right? A podcast is, is entertainment. There has yeah. to be some entertainment value to capture the audience and keep the audience's attention. Then there has to be some really good educational uh, pieces in there as well. Tips, how to, uh, you found a great new frog design by, by, by whomever, by, by Booyah, for instance. Right. right. So that, that's where the two kind of meet where, where it's really valuable to it, to a brand. Yeah. How do, um, how do pro anglers fit into the lure lock brand strategy and marketing strategy? Well, first of all, we send them product because I'm not interested and, and having a pro staff um, have a paid endorsement, paying him money to endorse our product. It doesn't work like that. So we send them product. We give them, uh, you know, kind of one of each, everything, everything we have. We have more than 30 SKUs now in the Lure Lock lineup. Let them test it. Let them test it for several weeks, right? Let them test it in, in you know, the rain, the snow, sunshine, heat, whatever. And, and, and if it fits, if it's a good fit with them and they genuinely love the product, then we'll talk about it, some sort of endorsement deal. But what our pro staff has allowed us to do quickly, overnight, we had assembled 
the finest, the best of the best, right? So we had the endorsement of, of the best pros, the best fishing guys in the world. So if it's good enough for Gerald Swindle, by golly, it's, it's good enough for me. Because Gerald has passed up dozens and dozens of endorsement opportunities. He only endorses in what he, he really believes in. And right. we're very fortunate that he really loves lure lock. So right. it was overnight credibility. And then the second piece of that is tapping into their social media platforms to help us spread the message. And, you know, so, yeah, I hired a great videographer. We talked about Steve Finch. He's done really fine uh, videography with red cameras and all the latest, greatest equipment. Right. Some of the best stuff is filmed by Gerald Swindle. He uses his, his iPhone, right? The grassroots right. stuff is the best. Yeah. I think sometimes we get too caught up in, um, you know, I'm a television, I have a television producer background. You know, I worked for ESPN for a lot of years, but I think we get caught up in how it looks and it's got to be this great thing. Whereas most people that are looking at content online, they're not judging the production values. They're judging the, what you're talking about and how helpful it is to them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, uh, again, entertainment, that's what makes Gerald so popular. Mm-hmm. entertainment and then how to he'll tell you how to go catch a fish uh you know in june when it's 95 degrees in alabama and and how to fish a topwater bait or or what have you that that's yeah. that's what we look for so right right so do what do you uh do a lot of people still come to you do you get like ten thousand letters a week from people wanting you to sponsor them well we get a bunch you can go to our website lurelock.com and you want to become a pro okay so tell us about yourself right there's not, not everybody's a Gerald Swindle or a Matt Lee or Brent Ayler or an Andy Morgan or uh, James Watson and, or Alex. So we got, we, got, we got some great pros, right? But tell us what's unique about you. Do you go to trade shows? Uh, or excuse me, do you go to consumer shows? Uh, how many tournaments a year do you fish? Um, you know, what's your background? And then we've got a vetting process and, um, they, you know, the first phase is, okay, if they qualify, they can buy Lure Lock products at 50% off, or maybe it's a, a paid a paid type of program or pro staff. So we have various levels of, of engagement. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I think that's yeah. great. And so what do you look for when you're looking at someone's, not your pros, because you're, the guys that work for you are all very polished. They know what they're doing on in content and online and, and how they do their content. But what do you, if you were looking... If you're just looking through your social media feed, what do you think makes a good story from a pro? I mean, it doesn't even have, no, let's don't say pro. Let's don't say top of the line guy. Let's say a regional guy that has a smaller following, but is really good. And and you see him, what makes him, what do you see that makes him good? Yeah. Well, you know, most singers want to know where to fish, right? There's a lot of water. Fishing activity was up 300%. This last year because of COVID, right? right? But but most everybody can find has a fishing rod and can find some place to fish a mile from their house, right? Yeah. So most people want to know where to go, what time to go, and most importantly, not most importantly, what to use and then how to fish with it, right? Yeah. Because tactics and technique and strategy is different in February in Alabama, for instance, than it might be in June, right? Right. So right. so people are, are all, fishermen in particular are always looking for the latest lure, paint scheme, how-to technique, and then where to go. Right. So that's yeah, like that's, that. that's a win. I like that. How important are kids to your um, to your business? Well, kids are huge. I mean, I talked story, uh, told you a story when I was eight years old. My dad took us fishing 
in Colorado and in Northern uh, California at the lakes and, and whatnot. And um, I mean, that's the next, ge- that's the future generation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would, I would challenge everybody in our industry. If you have industry um, people listen to this podcast, they know this. We talk to each other all the time. Take kids fishing, right? right. Get yeah. more kids introduced to fishing at an early age, get them yeah. off the Xbox and the, uh, you know, PlayStation, whatever they're called, PS4. So I'm not a video guy, but get them, get them out of the house and get them outdoors. Yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing that, you know, this is my soapbox lately is the, you know, fishing participation was way up in 2020. I expect it'll be up again in 2021. And, um, you know, the American Sport Fishing Association, I think they think that between 11 and 14 million new anglers came into the, to the sport of fishing last year. But it's up to us, all of us, you and me and everybody listening to this, to engage those people and help them stay in the sport because they're mostly very, very, very beginners. And and we tend to like out be above that beginner when we talk, right? And when, when we talk online and we, we produce content, we a lot of times are above their heads because they're not trying to figure out how to make their crankbait run at five feet. They're trying to figure out what a crankbait is. Yeah. And how to cast it without getting a bird's nest. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times how to fish off the dock. Yeah. Right. I mean, Jordan, uh, his birthday party, his 14th birthday party last year, we uh, had 25 kids and we had a fishing contest, a fishing derby. And we had a catfishing. Nothing wrong with catfish, right? No, right. It has great bass in it. So we had a bass tournament. And then a, a catfishing tournament, which was interesting. Half the kids stayed up all night trying to catch the biggest catfish. So oh, that's great. Yeah, the parents were real happy with me the next morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I bet they all took home a nice lure lock box at the end. Oh, they did. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, so if you get a chance to uh, have a birthday party. Why not? Why not have a fishing tournament, right? John, what do you see um, up and comers? What do you see up and coming anglers? Um, doing right in terms of marketing that that maybe um maybe the rest of us didn't do yeah yeah again i think it goes back to um we look for we have certain characteristics of the brand right Mm -hmm. we want um to have high moral high character individuals representing our brand right we have morality clauses in our contracts Happy to say in three and a half years, we've never had one single incident of any angler doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, at least in the public's eye. Uh, Patrick Walters uh, fishes the bass tournament is a great example. Great guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, we sponsored him, what, I guess three years ago and uh, started small with a small sponsorship. And he's just, he's a great spokesman. He's a young individual. He's a great fisherman. And he does a great job uh, on his social media. So, you know, I, I think the game has changed, right? I think what's different today and what's a better opportunity for, for young aspiring anglers today than what was when you and I were growing up is they have these huge social media platforms in which they can attract an audience and then mm-hmm. engage with their audience. So we did a deal on, on Glamberlock. I won't mention his name. Great guy. But he had, I don't know what it was, 2 million anglers. And we're like, excuse me, 2 million followers. And we're like, you know, this guy was on America's Top Model. Um, good looking guy. Let's, uh, let's engage with him. We, we signed a contract. And uh, we didn't get very, very strong sales. At the end of the day, what the brands are looking for is they, they want 
they want they want engagement, right? Yeah. And and ultimately, swipe up. You can drive some sales. We can do a code yeah. with, with whomever. And we found out though at the end of the day, we didn't do our homework on the front end that his engagement wasn't very good. Right. He had a bunch of you know young teenage girls that have no money that thought he was handsome. Yeah. So. Engagement's important. I mean, sometimes the audience, your followers, your number of followers is important, but I think even more important sometimes is that engagement number because you can have a bazillion followers, but if they're not engaged with you, they don't help you. Yep. And back in the day, uh, you know, there there was, there's, there's something called an edge rank score that Facebook uses, Mm -hmm. which measures that brand's engagement with the fans. It goes from one to 100. Coca-Cola, Apple, BMW, all are very high. Mossy Oak, Realtree. They're all yeah. like 75-ish, which is very high. Well, we found a brand that had 2.5 million followers. Their edge range score was a six because wow. they were running coupons. Uh, come to our store and get 10% off. That's, yeah. not, that's, that's, that's not what their fans want to see. No, that's not. And we also learned a lot of the fans weren't really authentic fishermen. So Right. Right. Hey, I do, I do want to say right here, in case you didn't see part one of this interview, um, John has other brands that are similar to Lure Lock, and one of them is called Glamour Lock. And it's, uh, you know, we explained earlier that Lure Lock is a gel technology that helps your tackle stay put when you put it in your tackle boxes. So it's it actually, you put your, like say you put your hard bait in and you put another one next to it, it sticks there, it doesn't move. And then when you pull them out, it doesn't leave a residue or a smell, I don't think, does it on the on the yeah. bait that's a great thing about it. it's environmentally friendly angie it's um a soybean based recipe mm-hmm. that we use and um it believe it comes from soybeans and in, yeah. in, in, in wisconsin and oh, that's, uh, cool. that's where our home home base is and yeah you could ingest it Although I wouldn't recommend it. Doesn't yeah. really- <laughs> but you could. Yeah. But, but, but he also has on the Glamour Lock brand, that's more for um, women. That's a women's, probably women's targeted right. product for makeup and jewelry. Or is it just jewelry? No, jewelry, makeup, compacts. Um, yeah. You know, I don't buy compacts, but I know you do and my wife does. And yeah. those aren't cheap, right? You go to Sephora, nope. it's 52 bucks or whatever for, yeah. for a compact. You drop it. It's, that's the end of it. So our well, stuff... We'll hold that compacted in place, keep you organized when you travel, mm-hmm. roll it out, and everything's right there where, where you put it. Okay. Well, and you know, I'm also a painter. I, I paint, and I've yeah, told you great. before, you need to do it. You need to do one for artists. I love it. I love we it. We have lots of gear too. And I showed it too. You probably know Chris Hastings yeah. uh, here in Birmingham. Yeah. Jones Fish, mm-hmm. Hot Hot Fish Club. Yep. I showed that, that, that roll up bag to him, and he's like, oh my gosh. Great yeah. culinary application. Yeah, absolutely. My nephew used to be his chef at Ovenbird. Have you ever eaten at Ovenbird? I have. Ovenbird's fantastic. If you're ever in Birmingham, you got to go try Ovenbird. It's a really neat, neat restaurant. All right, we're going to take another quick break here. We'll be back in just a minute with John Scrabo from Lurlock. Be right back. Do you know what your personal brand is? Because everyone has a personal brand. You may not be intentional about it yet, but all that you say or do or write or post contributes to how others perceive you. And that, my friends, is your personal brand. If you want to develop your brand and mean the things you want it to mean, I have a workbook that will help you get started and it's free. You can download my Developing Your Personal Brand Workbook at www.fishingbusinessschool.com slash brand workbook. We're back on the Fishing Business Podcast with John Scrabo from Lure Lock, president of Lure Lock and longtime uh, 
fishing industry professional has done just about everything there is to do in the outdoor industry, hunting and fishing. Um, but hey, I want to ask you a couple of quick fire questions here, John. All right. Uh, and you, I want like sort of your top of mind, just, you know, tell me what comes to mind first. What does an angler do? One thing an angler does that makes you want to use them again, makes you want to work with them again. He is a tremendous brand ambassador. He, 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 he tells our story to his consumers about how to use his product. That's what I love. Okay. All right. What is something in the mar- about marketing right now in the current business climate that really lights you up and gets you excited? A-plus content in the form of videography. Oh, okay. Native content, just down and dirty, iPhone, filming yourself, doing something really cool that's yeah. highly entertaining. Okay. Okay, I love that. All right, here's a, this one. I can't wait to hear your answer. What's one trait you most like about yourself? Oh, goodness gracious. There's so many things to like, Angie. I know, it's true. Well, here's what I like. So, 15 years as an editor of fishing and hunting magazines, that's, 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 that's really what I did, right? Mm-hmm. After the newspaper stint, I said, you know what? I have one of the greatest jobs in the world, fishing around the world, literally, right? But I'm making $40,000 living in Los Angeles. How do I turn all my contacts into a business? That's mm-hmm. when I formed Adventure 2, right? My advertising agency and started making some decent money. Well, I like turning relationships, you know, building a relationship and turning that into win-win business opportunities. You're where you both that. prosper. That's what I yeah. like to do. Yeah, you're really good at that. Okay, what's one thing you most like to see in people that you work with? One trait. One trait. I really like the genuine. I like everybody's built differently, right? I like Mm -hmm. a diversified portfolio, if you will. Not that people are are part of their portfolio, but they are. Everybody is a brand. Angie Thompson has a brand. John Scrabo is a brand. Everybody has their own brand, right? What are the characteristics of your brand? Bring that to me. Let's bring it to life. I love That's that. what I like. I'm so yeah. glad to hear you say that because you're singing from my hymnal. I feel the same way. I'm like, we all are brands. If you put anything out, unless you're a hermit living at home, never talking to someone, then you have a brand and you should be concerned about what your brand is and you should care about what it is. I coach in a ninth grade AU basketball team. Mm -hmm. It's very competitive, right? I have this conversation with my basketball players almost weekly. You each have a brand. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. Everything you say and do and how you act is a reflection upon your brand. It could take you, Angie, and me 40 years, 30 years, whatever, to build up a brand, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think when you think of John Scrabba? Well, when you Google my name, Hopefully all, all good stuff comes up. There's yeah. nothing bad out there, right? One right. screw up, one bad decision can really hurt your brand. Be really yeah. cognizant of your brand. You know, and it's, it's, it's as simple as this. When our boys were, our, my nephews were young and they were playing, you know, ball, base, baseball and little league. I would always say, when you come off the bench and you're, and you're going out there to right field, you hustle your butt out there. Yeah. Don't drag out there. You hustle out there because you want the coach to see you hustle. Yeah, you want him right. to, when he thinks of you, you want him to think you're the guy that hustles out there and hustles back. You I've know? got three rules my, to my team. 
Show up to practice on time. Give it 100%. And don't tell your mom I swear. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure they don't. But I'm sure they probably learned some new no, words. I, last me. year, I had one guy goes, uh, Coach Scrabble? Uh, yeah, Cohen. My mom knows you swear. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, Scrabo. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you opening up and uh, and being so so gracious with your advice and your insights. Uh, it means a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to our listeners. Well, Angie, I love you like a, a sister, and um, many uh, many thanks for having me on on your show. Uh, I wish you the best of luck and. Um, yeah, I talk to you every week anyway, so yeah. <laughs> we'll find, we'll find like, like I keep talking about Joe Higgins, one of his great sayings was, Scrabble, and I'll say this, Angie, let's find something to do, even if it's wrong, we'll do it. <laughs> we can do that for sure. Yeah. All, right, All right, thanks, next time, man, next time. Thank you, Angie, bye-bye. All right, that was it for John Scrabo. And Lurlock, I think we wrung just about every little bit of information out of him that we could. But he was great, wasn't he? I really enjoyed, really enjoyed talking to him, and I hope you did too. All right, guys, I'm going to sign off this week the way my favorite fisherman in the world signed off every week by saying, this is dedicated to Dad because he always had time to take me fishing. See you next time, y'all.